So many things to run through this morning about what's going on over in Victoria with Vaughn Palmer of the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Yeah, good morning, Simi. Lots to talk about. Where do you want to start? Well, let's start with the WorkSafe BC thing, because there's a lot of questions about this, about WorkSafe BC having their surplus wiped out. Yeah, so WorkSafe BC collects premiums and banks them, invests them to pay future claims for workers that are injured. And they have a pretty big fund. And the minister in charge, the labor minister, Harry Baines, uh, told the Bank of Sun last week, my colleague Rob Shaw, that WorkSafe BC had taken a $3 billion hit on those investments. It meant there was no longer a surplus that could be used for other purposes. The government had had been planning to take all that surplus money, in fact, and and provide essentially cost-of-living increases for injured workers going forward. Uh, the Liberals were saying they should have used some of the money to buy uh, personal protective equipment, masks and so forth, for workers. But the money isn't available to do any of those things because uh, WorkSafe has taken a great big hit on its investments. It's not the only place to do that. ICBC, you know, a couple of weeks ago said they can't give us a rate uh, reduction because they've taken a big hit, a billion-dollar hit on their cash reserves. So uh, I guess it's happening to everybody, but it was very bad news for WorkSafe. Uh, When it got reported in the Sun on Saturday, the minister somewhat sheepishly had to put out a statement saying he regretted having given the wrong impression, and the wrong impression he gave was that it wasn't just the surplus that had been wiped out, it was the ability to pay future claims. Those are still secure. The money is still there for that. Okay. It's the it's the surplus that was going to be used for other purposes that is now gone. Okay, but where and how did this happen? Like, who's investing that money for WorkSafe? Well, there's a giant, uh, little-known uh, public agency in British Columbia that invests all these reserves. Um, it uh, invests uh, public sector pensions, and it, I think now has the ICBC cash reserves, and it has... Um, work safe. And I guess uh, we haven't got an explanation from them. They're fairly secretive. They rarely come forward and confirm anything. But uh, I gather uh, just from what we've been told so far, Simi, um, they're taking the same kind of hit that other investors are taking in the uh, in the stock market and other investments. And everything's down. All the uh, all the investments are down. So it's a little like what some people are seeing if they have an RRSP with their RRSP. And we, as I said, we don't have the full story yet. I think we're going to be waiting to yeah. hear, for example, this week, whether the public sector pensions have taken a similar hit. Uh, we've certainly heard it uh, from David Eby that ICBC has uh, taken this big hit, and we now have that WorkSafe uh, has lost $3 billion. So I guess uh, you've got to be on the edge of your seat braced to yeah. see whether another shoe is going to drop for a public sector pension. Well, I know we're going to be talking more about that, but let's also break down what is going on right now with the Green Party and their former leader, Andrew Weaver. What is this? Well, this sort of erupted on the weekend with Weaver. He is no longer the leader of the Greens. In fact, he's not even a green anymore, as he pointed out. <laughs> he quit the right. party back in January <clears throat> to, um, as he said at the time, allow him some leeway to say what he thought and not get in the way of their leadership race. So, uh, well, Andrew has never been very uh, reticent about speaking out, and on the weekend he spoke out. It started with him saying that um, the party's putative next leader, Sonia Firstino, who's the main candidate to succeed Weaver, that uh, he thought her idea was half-baked. She's proposing a four-day work week in British Columbia, and he said that 
she hadn't done her research on it. There was no evidence that that would work, uh, that it would reduce emissions, and he just dismissed the idea and got into a bit of a slanging match with some Greens. <clears throat> and then he escalated that to say, well, he was very disappointed in any event, said Weaver with his Green colleagues, Adam Olson, who's the interim leader of the party, and Sonia Furstenau, the other Green MLA who was running for the leadership, uh, that way back uh, in uh, 2018, when he, Weaver, got into an argument with the government over the NDP's support for LNG, that he didn't think they'd backed him up sufficiently. He wanted to push the New Democrats right to the brink, uh, say, if you don't back off this support for LNG, we're going to uh, force an election. And he said the other Greens didn't back him up on that, so he, Weaver, was forced to compromise. Okay, I'm, now I'm confused about that because he was throwing that around there. I want to go to an election over this issue. How could he have called an election over that issue? It's not part of a confidence and supply agreement, and the liberals were voting with the NDP. Uh, well, I, the confusion around that, and it's understandable. Uh, so in 2019, which is last year, the Greens did indeed vote against the LNG tax break. Right. And that wasn't a confidence issue, and that wouldn't have brought down the government for, for, for two reasons. First, it wasn't a confidence issue. And second of all, um, the Liberals voted with the NDP on it, so three green votes weren't going to bring down the government. But it turns out what Weaver's talking about here, and it's always difficult to sort things out yeah. that people say on Twitter, <clears throat> he's talking about negotiations that took place in 2018. John Horgan, uh, so this is like first year after the election, Horgan announced he was going to Europe, uh, Asia to promote LNG. And Weaver said, um, look, I don't, I don't think you should be doing that. Weaver approached the government and said, um, you know, initially his idea was, if you go ahead with that, we're going to bring you down in 2018 over the budget. We're going to vote hmm. against you. We're going to break with you right here and now. And Weaver said if he had, you know, with that threat, he could have leveraged a lot more out of the NDP. Because his colleagues wouldn't back him up, he, Weaver, was forced to compromise. And the compromise was that the government brought in Clean BC, which is a program to reduce emissions overall. And that plan includes, Simi, a way of offsetting the emissions generated by LNG. So there was a compromise. So, yeah, he could have, uh, going back uh, two years now, if he had been able to carry through on his threat, the Greens would have voted against the government when it brought in the budget in 2018, and we would have gone to an election. Interesting. Okay, so quite the fallout from this, it sounds like. I can't imagine that former Green Party people would, or, or current Green Party people would be happy about this. No, I think uh, Adam Olson, I think, put out a statement on the weekend saying that the Greens are very surprised at Weaver's statement, that uh, the Greens had voted against LNG. As I said, I think the way Weaver put this out on social media with the limitations on Twitter, caused a lot of confusion on this. And it wasn't clear initially what he was talking about, that he was making a distinction between what happened in 2018, what happened in 2019. I still think there's some sorting out to do on this. I think the Greens will be out explaining themselves today. But look, it, it was clear when Weaver quit the Green Party in January that um, there wasn't an awful lot of camaraderie left between him mm -hmm. and the other two Greens. So, you know, I think what we're seeing, it, it came spilling out on the weekend 
we sort of realized, I think, back in January that oh, this is not not as friendly a relationship as it seemed initially. Interesting. Well, we're actually going to be speaking with Adam Olson later on this morning. So, Vaughn, thank you very much for explaining that. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. It's Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun.